Twim Nation. This is Tiffany Hales, and I am here today to wrap up the Saturday afternoon session of conference in my Taffy edition, which is Tiffany and Friends for You. I have invited Sarah Jorgensen with me here today. Sarah, say hi to our listeners. Hello, my friends. This is so fun. Yes, many of you may have remember I had Sarah on in July and we had a great time recording. And so I invited her to come back for conference wrap up. And then she's actually going to join me in November. So we'll give our listeners a little preview that you're going to come back in November and record with me again. I can't wait. So before we get into the Saturday afternoon session, Sarah, since our listeners don't still don't know you super well yet, any fun conference to traditions that your family has? Um, our, like our main conference tradition is we, we get a new puzzle and we open it at the beginning of Saturday morning and we work on Uh it all all weekend, all day, all together. Anyone can like come and, you know, add a piece whenever they feel like it. And by the end of conference, we made a puzzle. (laughs) That's our big... I love that. That's a great way to stay engaged because I know if I sit on the couch, boom, I'm, I'm out. I have That's to exactly do. where it started because I just fell asleep every time. So I needed something to do with my hands. So perfect. And yet not distracting that you can still listen. Exactly. So. Yep. Well, I am... It, it, For those watching on video, if anybody's watching on video, I am not in a background that's familiar to anybody because I am currently recording this at my ex-husband's house. And you may be asking, Tiffany, why are you at your ex-husband's house? That's a very legit question. My uh, 16-year-old daughter lives with him and she is going to homecoming. And so while I was listening to the Saturday afternoon session of conference, I was curling hair and painting nails to get her all prepped for homecoming. So, And and we live about 40 minutes apart, so it wasn't practical for her to come to my house because her date's picking her up here very shortly. So that's so fun. It was fun. All right. Well, let's delve into Saturday afternoon. Sarah, did you have a particular talk that stood out to you from from the many speakers that we had? Yes. Um, I think my favorite, well, I mean, they were. I had a lot of like great little points, but I think one that I loved a lot was from the second counselor of the Sunday school, who I didn't write down his name, just the second counselor of the Sunday school. <laughs> You know, I didn't either. I didn't catch it. But then I looked it up and his name is Jan Newman. So it's Brother Newman. Brother Newman. I loved um, how he talked about how we need consistency over grandeur in our faith and in our teaching and in our actual practice. And I think that's something that I can certainly remember in my, you know, worship. So I loved that idea. I love that too. I loved where he said small and simple and be consistent. Yep. Yep. Which it's so easy to like jump into these big giant plans or ideas, but I think it's the little built upon things that really make a life of faith. Yeah. Well, and it also reminded me, and maybe just because this is one of my favorite talks, the 1% better talk that we heard in conference a Mm -hmm. few years ago, where, you know, you don't have to do these grandiose things. If you just try and be 1% better, that's going to magnify on itself. And, and, and I really liked the small insistent because I simple, because I do, I think sometimes that we get so caught up in, oh, this wasn't, what I thought it would be, or, you know, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. When in reality, when we do those little things, that's what, what, uh, what, uh, 
gives us the proper foundation. Yeah. And the other thing that he said that I loved was um, he said, after the children met Jesus, they created a community where peace lived for generations and like told us to like build that kind of peace. Once we have known Jesus, we can build the peace. And I think that's just a cool thing. You know, consistently we can do that work. All of us can. Yeah. Well, and, and that tied into um, just what you said about, you know, the peace and creating a community. Alan T. Phillips, who spoke in the afternoon session, and he's a member of the 70, and he was talking about how we treat each other matters. And oh, one yeah. of the things that he said that I wrote down, because I have been in many different wards in my life, he says, our ward should be basically a place of refuge, and we should actively be creating community. and. I so liked that because I've lived in wards where there's not a sense of community and I've lived in wards where there is a community and the strength that you feel from creating that community in your ward. And, and so it kind of made me pause and think, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate at the moment that I live in a ward where I think that there is a lot of community, but if you don't live in a ward where there's a lot of community, what can you do to create that community? Um, any thoughts on that, Sarah? Yeah, I, I, um, I, we moved when we moved into our current house. It was like a building, like every house was being built at the same time. So there was like people moving in all the time, and it was tricky because everyone we didn't know who was new or who was you know who had relationships because everyone was like kind of coming to this new space. And so our ward held um, like activities at the park, like a lot of activities at the park so Uh everyone could just come and like get to know each other. And then like, we've had like neighborhood game nights and neighborhood book clubs and it's, and ward things also, but it's just been, I think FaceTime is really critical because I think we can get stuck in our normal day-to-day lives. Right. And without like building relationships, he said that, um, religion is not only about our relationship with God, but our relationship with each other. And I, think about that a lot. I mean, before his talk, but I will even more now, because I think when we take care of those relationships and we're actively building them, we're actively building a community. I agree. I completely agree. And, and I think that we need to, as saints realize we're not showing up just to be served. We are showing up to serve. And so if we don't like the community that currently exists in our in our ward space right now, then we need to, as saints, take individual proactive steps yeah. to change that community. And yeah. and that involves generally involves showing up and serving in yep. some he said former word, capacity. He said the word actively. And I feel yeah. that like we always say like, oh yeah, I'm active in the church, but yeah. like I don't know what that means all the way sometimes. You know what I, oh hold on. Yeah. What's happening? I think it just means like we have to be active in our work too, in our building, in our community. I think that matters. I do too. I do too. I just want to touch really quick on something that Neil Anderson said. He was our first speaker, member of the Quorum of the Twelve. And he talked about tithing, which it seems like it's been a while since we've had a tithing talk at General Conference. I didn't know if part of that was in response to the um, resurgence of the Peter Huntsman lawsuit (laughs) for I want my tithing back. Could be, Um, yeah. But uh, he did talk about tithing or or response to 
so much has come out about the wealth of the church Mm -hmm. and will the members pay their tithing if they know how wealthy the church is. And so I liked a lot of his points in terms of, you know, we pay this because it is a commandment. And that, you know, and and he talked about the story with President Hinckley that, you know, we pay it and we trust the Lord's servants to do with what they will. And we're not going to, you know, after we pay it, our part is done. But I really liked what he said about pay an honest tithe and your desire for material possessions will diminish. Yes, I wrote that down, too. I thought that was a like a blessing that we don't think of as like a clear blessing of tithing. I wrote that down, too. Exactly. And and I liked that because I think obviously we live in a very materialistic world and social media does not help that in any way, shape or form. Right. And so to keep that in mind that, hey, by paying our tithing, we will have less of a desire for material possessions. Yeah. Okay. Any other talks that uh, that you that stood out or quotes that stood out from this afternoon? Um, Elder Costa. Yes. Um, I loved when he said, endure to the end or at least the end of the day. <laughs> and I felt like, oh my gosh, that is so needed on some days. I can't make it till the end. of. <laughs> but it gave me like, you know, and then you can take a rest and try again tomorrow. I think that's like a good, a valuable lesson. I think that is a super valuable lesson. I also wrote down from what he said that covenants are not transactional, but transformative. I wrote that too. And rather than think, well, I'm doing this so I can get that, which is a very transactional uh, relationship, a transformational relationship of I'm keeping this covenant uh, because I want... I want it to transform me. I want the blessings and things that come with this covenant that will transform me into a better person. Mm -hmm. And by keeping that covenant and obedience, that transforms. Yes. I love the other quote I had was one reward from keeping covenants is heavenly power to be, to transform your real life. I, I haven't ever really thought about it that way. So I'm grateful for that too. Yeah. I liked that too. Um, And then we have Gary Stevenson, and he talked about uh, gifts of the spirit. I love the idea of spiritually gifted people. I just think that's a cute way to, (laughs) we talk about gifted people all the time, like they play the piano, it's such a gift, but I don't know, it just reframes things a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I liked that he talked about how it takes work. Like it's not just a gift and then you have it and you're done. It, it like yeah. takes consistent effort and it's grueling. So exactly. I thought that was cool. It's not a present you unwrap and then you enjoy it. Yeah. And he likened it to people who have very t- talents like music or sports or along that line that they are continually refining. Yep. And then he gave us four ways to refine our spiritual gifts. He talked about stand in holy places, stand with holy people, testify of holy truths and listen to the Holy Spirit. Yep. Love that. Me too. All right. Should we then just close out with uh, Elder Razband? Yep. Senior missionaries. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I I always feel my parents are serving a service mission right now. And okay. I always am like, ah, I feel so like we're part of it. Good job, mom and dad. <laughs> we're doing the work. So- what are they doing? Where are they serving their service mission? Um, they serve in or at the Family History Center in Orange County, California. So they, I think it covers like twenty stakes or something, and uh-huh. they, it's a it's a pretty big deal for them. That's it's awesome. a lot of time. 
um, it's really cool to hear their stories and to hear, I felt like I could hear their experience really like clearly in that talk. Exactly. Well, and then for you personally, where he was talking about your grandchildren and your great grandchildren, their peace and love will be multiplied by that service that you perform as a missionary. So that is a blessing, you know, that your family can enjoy. Absolutely. I do feel like it hits us too. Yeah. Well, and I liked that he touched on there are so many different ways to serve. You can do proselyting, you can do service, you know, just depending on what your abilities are and referred everybody to the website. And it will be really interesting to see if the number of senior missionaries increases because he did say at the end of this talk is he said, I hope when I'm assigning mission calls that I just see a whole bunch of senior missionaries. (laughs) It's like a like a test. <laughs> Go exactly. see who does this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I'm sure it will inspire some people or it will maybe even inspire some people to say, you know, okay, I'm not in that season right now, but I want to be in that season sometime yeah. in the future. So and how can I prepare now to get there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love it. Well, I think that about wraps it up for the Saturday afternoon session. I, I do just have one closing thought on the Saturday afternoon session. I was hoping or at least thought maybe we'd see a female speaker and we didn't. I know. We had one this morning. We she did was have incredible sister- though. She was incredible. <laughs> so, we- she was. Oh. We did have a closing prayer, but yeah. uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. We're heading into Saturday <laughs> evening if we get if we get some speakers. I, I really want to hear Emily Bell Freeman. That's that's who I'm like really wanting to hear from. So yeah. I really hopefully. hope that we can hear their voices too. I think it really matters. Exactly. So. All right. Amen. Well, Sarah, thank you for joining me. Yeah. Uh, twim listeners again you can find us on all the social media platforms and uh, we will have three more of these conference roundups as we have three more conference sessions to go so be sure and tune in and if you have any comments you can reach out at contact at thisweekinmormons.com and we'll be looking forward to the wrap up of the next session which is Saturday evening thank you thanks thanks